Hey guys, welcome to Cup of Connections. I'm Portia and we're here coming to you from our virtual cafe, Better with a Cup of Coffee. We are savoring relationships with coffee lovers around the world and sharing their experiences that have been better with a cup of coffee. Today, our episode is with my good friend, Giovanni Jara. Did I say that right? Oh, well, you said it right. Okay. Yeah, okay. You would say, when that says Hara, go ahead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Arabic for poop. <laughs> Dude, I did not take my meds this morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Guys, you're That's in horrible. for a treat right now. I'm just going to let it flow. I met him in Los Angeles many moons ago, and we've stayed friends ever since. He is going to talk to us, and I'm going to ask all these questions because that's what I love to do, about his love for coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky you're beautiful. Go ahead, girl. (laughs) So, Giovanni, explain to me, you had a business in Puerto Vallarta. Which, two, in fact, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two. And so mm-hmm. now I don't, I only know about one, but the restaurant was called, the I know the place, English. El Plato Grande. El Plato Grande. Now. Are you it, doing pretty? Go, yeah. Is that pretty good? Yeah, that's pretty. That's very good. Say it okay. one more time. Wait a minute. El Plato Grande. Plato. Plato. It's masculine, yeah. You okay. got it. You got okay. it. This is good because I've not been to Mexico, South America, Central America, what have you, and I want to. And you're the perfect person to talk to because you moved there and you engulfed yourself with the Mexican traditions, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For seven years, yes. Oh, wow. Is that long? It's been that long for us, yeah. Seven years. So five, two seasons. Okay. Okay, let me get that in my head. Technically, five or two. <laughs> what that means is five years and Puerto Vallarta, which specifically where I live, it's a tourist town. So they go by their season. Peak season is when tourism is at its best. Okay. And that's usually between October to May. So two seasons, October to May twice, mm-hmm. and then five years in a row consecutive. That ah. makes sense? Okay, now that makes sense. See, this is what I need to learn. And <laughs> <laughs> what was it like running the restaurant? Owning the restaurant. It was, owning a restaurant in Puerto Vallarta is absolutely amazing. Hmm. Ab- equally as dangerous <laughs> and equally as nerve-wracking. But at the end of the day, you still come back to amazing. It really wow. is. It just, just motivating your team, teaching your team about what it is that you're selling, what you're pushing. One mm-hmm. of those things being coffee, for sure. Ooh. I love it. I think it's great. With coffee, did you get your coffee from South America? No, no, no. No. And that's, that's what I was referencing earlier. And it was, um, you know, when you're, when you submerge yourself with the culture, with the Mexican culture, they take great pride on two things. The two largest exports, that's Gila and coffee beans. And luckily for me in Puerto Vallarta, there's a small town. It's called the Pueblo Magico. Well, the name of the town is not Pueblo Magico. It's called San Sebastián de Oeste which is San Sebastian of the East. And it's a Pueblo Magico, meaning Mexico protects these, well, Mexico should be protecting everything, but they really, <laughs> really invest a lot of money in its safety, what have you, mm-hmm. in preserving these small towns. San Sebastian de Oeste was all about coffee. So like you learn about tequila and you go to Tequila, Mexico, Jalisco, 
you learn about the quimadora and how it's made and how it's cooked, even mezcal, all that. What's the difference between añejo and extra añejo, what have you. Same thing with coffee. You go to San Sebastián de Oeste, you look at all these vast fields. You're up about 2,000 feet above sea level, and you see white beans, and you would never think, like, that coffee bean? Is that what I drink every morning? Is that what that is? You know, they're just like, what's on my ass? My French, ladies and gentlemen, pardon the French. Okay. It's, it's amazing what these things are, and they guide you through the whole process when the seedlings germinate to a full-grown plant the difference between a female and a male species of the plant itself. When it's just giving fruit, it's known as a frijol, a bean, a frijol. And then when it's time to harvest, and then when it's harvest, it's time to roast. And how you roast and how you boil, boil and roasting are two very different things, gives you decaf and caffeinated coffee. And how you oh. roast specifically with a particular kind of wood that is you know, indigenous to that area of San Sebastián del Oeste, gives you a certain taste, either, either being bold, things of that nature. El Plato Grande focused a lot on Mexican national coffee. I didn't want to buy Starbucks coffee and sell mm -hmm. it in my restaurant. You know what I mean? I want to do local. And what is more local than a magical pueblo, which is Pueblo Magico in San Sebastián del Oeste? It, it was a little bit more costly to go that route, but I think it was well worth it promoting, you know, the local businesses there, you know, and San Sebastián del Oeste is like LA to San Diego, the distance. Okay. So taking a day trip over there was really quick and easy, but you always want to stay there because they also have ruins there, really beautiful place. So San Sebastián del Oeste, coffee knowledge. If you want to learn about coffee, definitely go there. And that's what I told. So you went to these businesses to get a relationship with these coffee growers. That's how you do it, right? Basically, but you know what? Puerto Vallarta is a very touristy town. Mm -hmm. So the moment you land, you know, you're getting pamphlets left and right. Like, hey, do you want to go snorkeling? Hey, do you want to go to like Isla Marieta? Hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Do you want to go to San Sebastián de Oeste? Do you want to go to Sayulita? You know, if you're a surfer, you go to Sayulita. If you're a coffee drinker like myself, you go to San Sebastián de Oeste. They'll let you know. <laughs> you know, they'll let you know. <laughs> but when you go there, there's such a variety of little cute, quaint, adorable little coffee shops, mom and pop coffee shops. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm, yes. In the perimeter of the plaza, the central plaza. It's like Europe, but, and I hate comparing things with Europe. I really do. But then again, Mexico was, you know, conquered by Europe, by the Spaniards. But it's like Europe, but far more humble. You know what I mean? You could see them harvesting the beans. You could see them crushing the beans if you wanted espresso. You Wait know, a minute, in these cafes? Them. Yeah, absolutely. When I say, for example, I go there mm -hmm. and I visit these, one of these little cafes uh, during my stay, I can order anything. Do they, they have regular cups of coffee or do they have European size coffees? You know how the European size coffees are smaller. That's a, that's a valid and invalid question. It's like, okay. for example, going to Kenya and ordering a cup of cool and are they going to give you an ice mocha or a frap? <laughs> Of course not. As long as you're, it, it's relative and it's within reason, they'll, they'll be willing to make it. But what person goes to, and tell me if this is not true, Porsche, okay. what person goes to this beautiful little magical town, mom and pop coffee shop, and orders something outrageous, something that we would get at a Starbucks or coffee bean? Nobody in their right mind. If you do, you need to get the fuck out of there. What's your orders <laughs> on the menu? 
correct me if I'm wrong. That is so is true. That but and it's disrespectful. Right? It's disrespectful. Thank you. Another point. It's very disrespectful. These people have created this is art. This is craft. This is what they do. Why why order something else? That's like going to someone's restaurant at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles and you say, yo, can I get filet mignon? What the fuck, dude? Door's <laughs> <laughs> right there. Door's right there. Right. Hey, what's wrong with you? So unless you get yourself a very patient understanding in Mexican, you know, your ass is going to be, gonna be shown the door. Yeah, but, and, and rightfully so, in a sense. Rightfully so, in a sense, exactly. But let's say you, hypothetically, you go there and you don't know, hello, you're there to learn. Ask, and please ask from the menu what this is and what this is. And if you're craving something in particular that, you're usually, uh, that you usually get, let's say, at a Starbucks in the local mm. corner, then then ask away on their menu and try to get the closest thing. That way you get the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. you, you kind of satisfy that craving, but yet you learn something new. Yes. Am I wrong in saying that? No, you are not wrong. No, you're not wrong. I wouldn't dare do that because, you know, I'd feel so embarrassed. Uh, even if I, I don't Thank speak you. Spanish that well, but I still would want to learn. And that's the same thing as far as going into someone's cafe and understanding, looking at the menu and picking something mm -hmm. there, but then understanding what that is. Exactly, I, I found it extremely, extremely disrespectful. Of course, being a business owner, you wouldn't express that, that's just poor business. Right. But I did find it in my heart to be extremely disrespectful when people are looking at my menu, the breakfast menu, and they're saying, you know, all I want is just bacon and eggs. What person travels thousands of miles to get what it is that they usually get at their own place, especially with coffee? Because, you know, what American doesn't like coffee? And so when they would order coffee, we had two basic coffees. We had Café de, Café de la Casa, you know, house coffee, mm -hmm. which is your basic standard mm -hmm. coffee, powerful, bold as all hell from San Sebastián de Oeste, or Café de la Olla, which is a traditional Mexican coffee. That, I mean, first of all, that's like a diabetic nightmare. That fucker... <laughs> Will put any type A and type B diabetic in there, but leave. <laughs> One thing Mexicans really love is their sweets, and so coffee with their sweets combined, trust me, it's a nightmare. I mean, well, what is that? So what it is, Café de la Olla literally translates into coffee from the pot. It's a humble coffee, really. It's a clay pot, and you have your standard coffee grounds that are grown right there, grind right there, thrown in this water. Ooh. In this water, also you get uh, about, let's say, two quarts in a two-quart pot. You put your coffee, you put cinnamon sticks, two cinnamon sticks. You get a whole anise star. You throw that in there. You get one whole orange peel, just the peel, not the orange, just the peel. You throw that in there. Then you get piloncillo. Do you know what piloncillo is? No, what's that? Piloncillo. I don't have any piloncillo, but piloncillo is basically these cone shaped. They're like dehydrated, compressed molasses that are hard and in heat they melt so you throw about depending on the size uh, for two quarts about this big i would throw just one in and that melts and that sweetens it and then you get two cloves not garlic cloves just you know your standard which you would stab a ham with right, right. When you're cooking two cloves <laughs> it's like ah! um two cloves and i mean it's a mixture of a lot of things and then i'm missing one thing oh yeah love honey you gotta go my love <laughs> it boils and it has this beautiful just absolutely stunning aroma that screams family and it mm. screams love and it just reeks 
of deliciousness. It really is. So every morning before opening Plato Grande, I would have my executive chef make this massive 45 quart clay pot. Now it has to be in a clay pot though, because the clay itself gives, gives it another flavor. Plus aesthetically speaking, it's cute. It's charming with a big wooden spoon and make it look cute. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's what we think. That's what goes through our fucking minds. I'm telling you, like, how can we cook? And so, best of both worlds, shit, that's what I did. I got this massive clay pot. I, these women in Oaxaca make it for me. And every morning, in comes the team members and everything. And the first thing they smell is like, oh, Giovanni, 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 please, 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 please. Can I get some? Can I? Like, it does take about 45 minutes, you know? And you have to really get those coffee grounds more fine than espresso because they have to dissolve in the coffee. It's not like mm. tea where you dip it in and then you pour it in. No, it has to dissolve in Wait a minute, it takes 45 minutes? Coffee. Yeah, yeah, to really get those flavors. It's really interesting too. In those 45 minutes, you'll get five minutes thinking about Christmas because that cinnamon is kicking in. Mm. After 25 minutes of fake cooking, you think of Thanksgiving because of the clothes mm. is kicking in. And then after 45 minutes, you just think of the entire family because all these flavors, the aromas have came together. Now, what I did also in El Plato Grande with the coffee, the presentation was fabulous, fabulous. And these clay cups, you have to pour it in those clay cups. They're this huge. I mean, they were a foot long. <laughs> they were like, Giovanni, why does everything have to be a foot long? I was like, shut up and no questions. Or you're asking about <laughs> you know? um, It was served. It, it was served in these huge one foot uh, clay cups and cinnamon sticks about two meters tall. So we would buy holes of those, break them, stick it in there, dust it with a little bit of cinnamon, and then two ounce shot. And this is the Café de la Olla con clavos, because we had three. We had basic café, café de la casa, house coffee, café de la olla, which is coffee from the, from the pot, and then café de la olla con clavo. Con clavo literally means with punch. And it was served with two ounces of either tuaca or calua, which is mm -hmm. a coffee liqueur. Mm -hmm. You know, and girl, that will start off any morning or it will shut any morning. You know, it's an either or. It depends on what your what your health is. You're diabetic, it's going to end your morning. <laughs> but if you're healthy, relatively healthy, like you and I, oh, that's just going to start your morning, make you happy. <laughs> oh, so man. my recommendation is pour it in there. No cream, no, no, none of that dehydrated. Shit, no, 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 uh, milk, uh, none of that. You have it black with no sugars, obviously, and you have it with the shot. You pour the shot inside, or take it separate, and it's just, it, it's, it's family, it's love, it's Mexican. Oh, it's Mexican love. I want to go to Mexico right now and just ask for that. Yeah, it's delicious. It's wonderful. Traveling around the world, you get to see one of my hobbies, believe it or not, Portia. And it's funny why you asked me to do this because I think it's really cool because one of my hobbies is actually collecting whatever apparatus one uses to make that copy of that nation. Like in Costa Rica, they have the little wooden vices with a little pouch and they pour the coffee over and it pours down. In Vietnam, they have the little Vietnamese tin shots. So far, I've collected about 56 different little things of how they make their authentic, nowhere else is made this way coffee. Wait a minute, you've been to these places? Yeah, of course. You, you know, can't travel? <laughs> <laughs> it's been so many That's years. That's racist, you brown woman. 
Oh my God, I've missed you. It's been seven years, but you've done a lot within the seven years. Well, yeah, 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 that's true. But then also it was just prior, you know, you, you and I, we, we lost contact, we right. came back, lost contact, you know, things, and a lot has been going on here in North Carolina and starting this, which I'm so proud of. Bravo, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, to Miss Bates. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hear all of this knowledge and I'm just scratching the surface of learning about other cultures in general, but I, of course, coffee culture. But then just to hear you say that you have collected all of these, these special things, coffee trinkets. coffee trinkets. Yes. That's a good word to say. And that's amazing. Like when you go to it's, Turkey, it's Oh, Turkish coffee, honey, <laughs> Turkish coffee, any day, Yes, any day. I think you and I have, we have that common denominator. I think coffee is very much so innate. It's a defining cultural experience in many ways and i think it brings them together just like the tea in english just like hookah in the middle east coffee is that for many nations and mexico's one of them the u.s apparently is one of them i mean yes. how many coffee things in starbucks and king coffee do we have on every corner you know it's like it's part of our life it very it is. is in fact your life don't start without it <laughs> you know what i mean and like sex everyone's particular about their coffee i want my coffee with skim milk. I want my coffee. I want a frappe. You know, it's people are very particular. And when mm -hmm. you have that kind of particularity with what you're ordering, that says a lot. That says that it's important. That says that you have it often. That says it's part of you. It does. And you mentioned the common denominator and I appreciate the differences. I appreciate the value that yourself, that others bring to the table and that we learn from. Coffee is very important. We're only scratching the surface as far as how important coffee really is. But hopefully this podcast can share, shed some light on the many cultures of the coffee lover culture. Everyone is different and fascinating. It honestly is fun and fascinating to learn about the different uh, ways to make coffee. We're only scratching the surface when we're talking about what the drip, French press, uh, Chamay, various other ways. but. When you go into these other countries, as you mentioned mm -hmm. with Mexico and how they make this special coffee with the clay pot, it doesn't have any cream and it has molasses. What name is it called? What is it called again, Portia? Oh, don't ask me. Uh -uh, I'm going to go back to the video because I can't remember all of that. <laughs> this is your host, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is the host. This is the, host. the truth. Café de la olla. Café de la olla. olla. Café de la oil. that is perfect you have redeemed yourself thank you very much i appreciate that that's all right you live and you learn that's all right God. of course <sighs> well, you are learning and it's all mine because i just keep learning from different people for example i spoke to a friend of mine and she lives in aruba she grew up in the netherlands but her mother was from curacao and she was telling me about the Netherlands culture. And when they were younger, they weren't allowed to drink coffee. But then she started drinking coffee with her family and they enjoy coffee differently. It's come on over, let's have a cup of coffee and just sit down and let's talk and enjoy. It's more about that. Uh, is it like that actually in Mexico? You or know what? I would say so. I would certainly say so. And I think it's that way with you personally, because the first time I met you, you made 
French press coffee, and you had your own little cup. You had your own little coffee station, and Saif and I were both. Um, Saif and I, by the way, of my ex-partner, who we're still friends with one another. You told us to sit down, and you went into the kitchen, and you were just working away. You were just like some little French maid, just pressing away. You even had slip covers. I'm like, how cute and quaint is this? And that was your intro. That was your method of saying, "Tell me about yourself, Giovanni," because I know this motherfucker. Tell me about you, because this is the first time I'm meeting you, Giovanni. So yeah, yeah, I I totally get it. I came up with a few names for your podcast. Uh oh. I like to share with you. Hold on. One really good one was caffeine chit chat. Ooh. Number two, Colombian coffee is not cocaine talk. Wait. <laughs> Again, Colombian coffee is not cocaine talk. I can't even Number smell two. cocaine. <laughs> Number three, cup of coffee chatter. Number four, hold up, my coffee just kicked in. God. <laughs> Wait, hold up, my coffee just kicked just in. Just kicked in. Gab. Gab? G-A-B? G-A-B? G-A-B, yeah, like gabbing, gabbing around. Or you could put, you know, talk okay. or chat, whatever. Hold up, so my, hold coffee. Up, my <laughs> coffee just kicked in. <laughs> Number five, coffee over colonics, yakety yak. <laughs> so that's what I have for you thus far. <laughs> Wait a minute. They uh, work. They work. Yeah, but I do like caffeine chit chat. That one's fun. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Colombian coffee is not cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah, it's not cocaine talk. <laughs> I like caffeine chit chat and cup of coffee chatter. Oh. But I am a fan of coffee over colonics. Yakety yak. <laughs> no copyright infringement there. You could own those things. <laughs> They're all you, honey. Oh my God, you are too precious. I did promise you. You Sorry did. I didn't email them to you, but I figure I'd just read them to you on your podcast. <laughs> I hear it all the time. People, when you say, I'm going to have some Colombian coffee, people think you're doing a couple of lines. So, <laughs> I think it's going to set the record straight. My darling friend, this has been too fun. You know what we should I do? We so. should do it again. I'd be more than happy to. I want to know about your travels and collecting all of these coffee trinkets of other countries. There's two things that I do. And one is drink a cup of coffee and find out exactly what the most authentic coffee is sold there and find out how they make it. And huge plus if it's a particular apparatus, you know, like they have in Vietnam or in Japan, but they're more about tea. Number two is get postcards and actually write them out. Remember that? Handwriting. I love getting a postcard of where I'm at, writing them out, go to the local post office, buy a stamp. You know what that is? You remember that? Yes. <laughs> Look at the motherfucker and then slap it on there and mail it to the only three best friends that I have, Jeremy, oh. Eric, and Paloma. And, oh, and it, how is Paloma? Paloma's been great. She's in Puebla, Mexico, actually. Oh. And Puebla's also renowned for their two things, mole and coffee as well. So you got to find someone from Ethiopia, Nigeria, Colombia, of course, Ecuador, Panama, Mexico, you know, places where their coffee is really known. But one thing I would love to hear about is the place where you would have, you wouldn't have any idea that coffee is being sold there. And that is tradition. You know, I would like to know of a place like that. You know, uh, Tajikistan, East Timor, do they drink coffee? You know, these are nations mm. that people don't even know. You know, Sri Lanka. 
That would be interesting about Sri Lanka. I would love to know Let's if people Swaziland. Right. You know? Because a lot of a lot of places, of course, they drink tea in a lot mm -hmm. of those places. But I know that people drink coffee there as well. I just it, it would be interesting to know people who do yeah. if they're cafe owners or if they know about cafes there. That would be interesting to find exactly. out. Yeah, absolutely. But let us know if you know of any friends that have experienced any of these places. I would love to hear it. Yeah, you know what? I have some friends in mind. I know someone who is from Bhutan. Hmm. Never had coffee, never had tea with this person, but what is Bhutan's earlier drinking methods? What do they do? And you know something else, Portia, would be really fun is to find out with every single guest one embarrassing or hilarious story they've had while drinking coffee. Okay. You what know, is the most embarrassing? No, oh, honey, we, you know what? I, we, we run out of time. <laughs> we <laughs> run out of time. We done run out of time because that's going to be a long story. <laughs> well, till next time. It's a reason to come back on again. Yes. Well, thank you so much, babe. I appreciate it. You're more than welcome, Porsche. Anytime, anytime. To be continued, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I love you. Talk to you later. I love you too, babe. Thank you so bye much. Bye-bye. I'm Portia White, and I hope you've enjoyed today's conversation. I'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor, BetterWithACupOfCoffee.com. If you like what you heard, please rate and review our podcast. And join us again soon at Cup of Connections.